You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. Tonight, we're in the month of June, and the series for June is Vision Builders. And Pastor Samuel, Pastor Alex was talking about it earlier. And this year, it's all about enlarging your life. And so tonight, I'm going to share a message that I believe is going to enlarge your vision. It's going to enlarge your life. And I know that through me speaking, I'm going to share some stories. I'm going to share some personal stuff. I'm going to share some scriptures. And I know God is going to move through me tonight to share with you a word that you need to hear. And as I was preparing, I was just looking back, and we actually got a couple pictures. Me, when I was a young football player, when I was 18 years old. So I want to share this with you, because this is truly a house of transformation, that this is a house. When I was a little 18-year-old boy, I'm number 22 in the middle, a senior year, senior in high school, believe it or not. I look like a little baby on that photo. But if you would have asked that little boy... Six years ago, I'm 24 now, so when I was 18, if I would ever be involved in a church, being a youth pastor, being a pastor in this place, I would have thought you are crazy. Like the last thing that I ever thought I would be doing is public speaking, and now kind of I get to do that for a living with our coaching company that I work for with Steve Weatherford and being a pastor in this church. But going back to this photo, all I remember seeing myself was a little 18-year-old boy that was shy, that was insecure, that had no confidence. And, and, and literally now seeing what God has been doing in my life, I'm so thankful that I'm planted in this house. I'm so thankful for our pastors that believe in us because I said it is a house of transformation and I know I wouldn't be who I am today and I'm nowhere where I wanna be. Like we always, we're always becoming, we never arrive. So I know God's got so much more in store for us, but I love that an 18 year old boy like me who didn't believe in myself, who couldn't dream is actually up here tonight and, and sharing with you guys, something I never thought could happen. God is doing it in me and what God is doing in me, he can do in you as well. So come on, get planted in our church. And one last thing before I jump into my message, shout out to the Awakened Youth, high school and junior hires here in the back. Come on, I'm so blessed to lead this amazing youth ministry. And I wanna share this real quick, is that young 18-year-old boy is some of you guys tonight. And maybe there's some of you that don't believe in yourself, you don't think, oh man, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I don't know what my, I'm graduating high school. I don't know what the next steps are. God's got a vision for you. He's got a plan for you. He just wants you to dream. He just wants you to lean into him. And I believe there are powerhouse communicators. There are powerhouse Caleb Bombaces that are gonna preach, that are gonna speak, that are gonna be influencers in this city. So shout out to the U team. You guys can take down that image. But as I was preparing for this message, I was really praying and, and asking God, what do you want me to preach on? Like, what do you want me to speak on? And instantly God showed me, preach your, your word for 2021. And my word for 2021 is dream. And so tonight I really thought it would be fitting talking about the story of Joseph. And I know a lot of us in here know the story of Joseph. It's such a powerful story. And it actually covers 10 chapters in the Bible from Genesis 37 all the way to Genesis 47. And, and I'm just gonna go through it real quick. I'm not gonna read the whole entire 10 chapters. We would be here all night. But I don't know if you're a high school student, but when I was a high school student, like some 
some of us back here, we would use something called spark notes to get us through the books. And so I never read a full book in high school. I use spark notes for everything. So real quick, I just want to summarize for us tonight the story of Joseph. And then I have three points that I want to get. I know the parents love me now for that, right? Any teachers in here are probably not fans of me preaching. They're probably walking out right now. But tonight, I want to share this story of Joseph and then get into three points that I really believe are going to help you because they help me. So I'm going to just real quick go through the story of Joseph. So Joseph, we know, was a 17-year-old boy. And God gave him a dream. And his dream was pretty audacious. It was pretty crazy. Like his family members were going to bow down to him and all these crazy things. And then uh, later, his brothers hated him for sharing the dream. They didn't like him that he was sharing the dream. They were jealous already because he had the coat of many colors. And so his brothers didn't hate him. And it was like this cool coat. I, I probably should have wore a pretty cool coat tonight with many colors. It would have done great for the illustration. But his brothers hated him. And then one day, his brothers were out feeding these flocks. And they were out kind of doing some work. And his dad, Jacob, Joseph's dad's like, hey, I want you to go check in on your brothers. I want you to go see what's going on in their life. And Joseph's like, okay, I'll go check in on my brothers. And Joseph went and checked on his brothers. And his brothers were like, oh man, here's the dreamer boy coming. We don't like him. What do we want to do with him? And so they're like, we, we want to kill him. Let's kill this guy. Let's get him out of our life. And then our father's going to be like, oh, maybe he got eaten by a bear or something. But they didn't like him. They envied him. They were jealous of him. And then we know the story. His brothers were going to kill him. But instead of killing him, one of the brothers, I think it was Reuben's like, hey, let's at least make some money off this guy. Let's at least take some money back in our pockets back home. And so they ended up throwing him into a pit. And then he was sold into slavery. And then as he was a slave in Egypt at Potiphar's house, he was accused of raping Potiphar's wife. And then he was thrown into prison. And then in prison, it wasn't good for him either, but he started to get favor with the authorities there. And so the people in prison were granting him with special things. And then a couple of years went by and Pharaoh was mad at like this butler and this baker. Pharaoh had a chief baker and a chief butler. I would want that in my life. I want someone cooking for me all the time. I don't know about you. I'm not a good cook. So I wish I had a baker in my life 24 seven. I guess that's what a wife is for. So one day I'm declaring that. <laughs> But one day I'll have a professional chef, AKA wife in my life. Sorry, I'm, I'm getting, we're gonna skip through that. Hey, Cynthia Lujan's over here. She says I'm in trouble, so I'll focus on this side of the auditorium. But then basically these two guys are in prison. Pharaoh is upset with them. And then these two guys have a dream one day and they're very confused. They're perplexed with what's going on. And, they're, and Joseph comes up to him and is like, hey, why are you confused? Like, what's going on? And they're like, we had a dream, but we don't know what it is. Is there anyone that can um, interpret it? And Joseph's like, I can interpret dreams. That's kind of what I'm good at. And so Joseph interprets their dream. And, and basically to the, to the butler, he shares with him that you're gonna survive. You're gonna be back in the right hand of Pharaoh and the, the baker's gonna basically not have a good result. He's gonna get hung and die and, and get hanged and all that stuff. But then Joseph interprets their dreams and he just leaves them with one command. He's like, don't forget me. Don't forget me when you go back to Pharaoh. But these guys go back to Pharaoh and they forget about Joseph. They forget about him. They don't even remember that he interpreted their dreams. They got selfish maybe and just forgot. Maybe they were happy to be out of prison and then they forgot about him. So then later it shares in the story 
that um, Pharaoh and the but- Pharaoh has a dream, and two years go by, and Pharaoh has a dream, and then uh, the butler remembers that. Oh yeah, I remember this guy Joseph. He was in prison with me. He interpreted my dream. I'll get him to come here. And so we know the story. Joseph then interprets Pharaoh's dream, and then it explains that man. There's so much wisdom in this young man, Joseph. There's so much wisdom in this boy. Like, I want him to be the right hand to me. I want him to be the right hand to Pharaoh. And then it goes on how there was seven years of plenty when, uh, when Pharaoh had his dream, and then seven years of famine. And then Joseph, we know the story, during the famine had resources, so Egypt had resources, so nations can come. And his brothers ended up coming and the ultimate dream was fulfilled where from 17, he was a young boy. Now he's 44, his dream is fulfilled and his brothers bow down to him like he had at 17. So I wanna share kind of that background on that story because the story of Joseph shares with me three main things and I wanna share those with you. It's all about dreaming, it's all about serving well and it's all about perseverance. And so actually the title of my message tonight is Delusional Optimist. Oh, that looks pretty cool. Delusional Optimist. So Joseph all throughout this story was someone that always believed in his dream. Like I said, he had this dream at 17. From 17 to 30 was actually when he was the right hand of Pharaoh. So 13 years go by, I'm not good at math, so check me if I'm wrong, but 17 to 30, 13 years go by, and then he's the right hand of Pharaoh. And then seven years of plenty, seven years of famine. So from 17 to 44 was actually the time that it took for Joseph's dream to come to pass. So tonight, I wanna share how Joseph was a delusional optimist, how he always believed in his dream he always served well and he always persevered so the, the point first point I have is you got a dream Joseph was a dreamer and so in Genesis 37 5 through 10 it says one night Joseph had a dream and when he told his brothers about it they hated him more than ever listen to this dream he said we are out in the field tying up bundles of grain suddenly my bundle stood up and your bundles all gathered around and bowed low before mine His brothers responded, so you think you will be our king, do you? Do you actually think you will reign over us? And they hated him all the more because of his dreams and the way he talked about them. Real quick, I wanna pause on that because when you dream, people are not gonna support you. When you dream, there's gonna be naysayers. There's gonna be people that don't agree with where you're going. There's gonna be people that you have a dream. Oh, you wanna do this. Oh, you have that calling from God. Yeah, right, that's never gonna happen. You're gonna leave playing football to pursue an internship. Like, that doesn't make sense. Why are you doing that? If God is nudging you to do something, the greatest thing that I can encourage you tonight is listen to the voice of God. So if God is calling you to step out, if God is calling you to do something, We must not listen to the naysayers, but we must listen to our Father, our God, with what he's saying. Like, look at everything that is happening in our world. You think Elon Musk got some feedback when he wanted to fly to space or present and start electric cars or Venmo or Cash App like Dr. Matt was talking about last week? Like, people were telling him, you're crazy. Electric cars, people want to hear an engine in a car. They want to hear that sound. But look all over, Tesla. And I was even thinking, we got a photo up here of of Logan Paul. Who in here saw that fight? Logan Paul versus Floyd Mayweather? I don't know if we got a lot of boxing fans back here. But what I love about this is is Logan Paul 
is an entertainer, he's a YouTuber, he, he is a performer, and he just boxed one of the greatest boxers in the world, if not the greatest boxers last Sunday. And I don't care if you think he should have been in there or not, the fact that he was even in that ring with Floyd Mayweather says something. So I wanna read this real quick, because in 2015, Logan said this, I moved to Los Angeles. Every morning and every night, I'd look myself in the mirror and repeat 10 times, I will be the biggest entertainer in the world. I had no idea how or where it would happen, but after six years of manifestation, it's happening. It happened Sunday. Life is a wild ride. And so there's power in actually dreaming. There's actually power in believing for God to do the impossible in your life. So if there's haters, that means you're on the right track. You're right where God wants you to be. So keep stepping out. But verse number nine, it picks back up. That was a bonus point. That wasn't even planned actually, but that Logan Paul thing was planned. Soon Joseph had another dream. And again, he told his brothers about it. Listen, I have another dream, he said. The sun, the moon, and the 11 stars bowed low before me. This time he told the dream to his father as well as his brothers, but his father scolded him. What kind of dream is that, he asked. Well, your mother and I and your brothers actually come and bow to the ground before you. I love that because it shows that Joseph was a dreamer. It shows that Joseph had a dream, he trusted in God. And I wanna ask you this and share this with you. God will give you a dream and a vision in life if you let him. You know, I believe God is always speaking to us. God is always nudging, hey, maybe that, that person needs to start that business or pursue that relationship or, or get outside of your comfort zone and do that thing. But are we allowing God to speak into our life? Are we actually allowing him to make the decisions for us? Obviously, we gotta walk it out, but are we actually listening to what he's saying? And sometimes I think there's things in our life that we allow to block us from hearing the voice of God. And there's, those things could be distractions, those things could be things that are going on at work, those things could be whatever, whatever it may be. But I know Joseph was a man that was hungry after God. The fact that God showed him this vision means he was a man that could actually fulfill and walk out whatever God had in store for him. So I just wanna share with you, we need to be people that are hungry after God, that are intentional with creating space for God to speak to us. And a quick story that I have is some of you know this story, but uh, 2015, I was just about to graduate high school and my mom brought me to Awaken Church down at our Balboa campus. I was 18 years old. And uh, as I was in church one Sunday, this is probably my fourth week there, they showed a summer camp promo video just like we did earlier today. And my mom's like, you need to go to this camp. It's Lake Mead, your last name's Mead, it's meant to be. And I'm like, no, I don't wanna go. Long story short, she pressures me in going. I go to the camp, me and my younger brother, Colby, go and this camp's amazing and I could share on how this camp completely changed my life but I want to fast forward to get to my other points one night pastor David Chittick was praying over people and instead of preaching he ended up praying and prophesying over people and he called me out of the crowd and he's like God's calling you to be a powerhouse an influencer and a leader and I'm like no, no, no. I saw myself as that young 18-year-old boy playing football. I'm shy, I'm insecure, I'm all these different things. And he's like, God is calling you to be a powerhouse, an influencer, and a leader. And so I went back to my boat leader, Jim Rooney, and he's like, man, you gotta pursue this internship with the church. And I'm like, an internship? My goal is to go play college football. This is my dream. But he's like, I want you to pray on it. I feel like God is telling me to also tell you, step out and do this internship. So long story short, I do this internship, completely changed my life. It's the reason that I'm here today is because I actually allowed God, my dream of playing college football was probably too small 
small, that God actually wanted to do something bigger. But was I going to listen to him or do what I wanted to do in the natural? So I want to say this to say, dream, be someone that allows God to speak in your life and watch what he's going to do. And what I love about this church is it's taught me how to dream. It's taught me how to take the governor, on my, governor off my life. Just like a golf cart, you know, sometimes I want to take the governors off those golf carts because I want to go fast. But a governor enables the golf cart to not go too quickly and get out of control, which in life, yes, we need those boundaries. We need that parameters. But in this church, it's taught me how to dream big, go after audacious things, not be afraid um, to dream the impossible. Because the product, the ability that I'm even standing up here tonight is because I dreamt the impossible and God did the possible. And what I love too is every single year at the beginning of the year, we do Vision Sunday. And I actually wrote down last year some pretty big audacious things. And we know it was COVID and it was a rough year for a lot of people, but it was actually the greatest year of my life and I really believe it's because I dreamed, I declared those things over myself like Logan Paul, and I was able to see God do the miraculous. But this year, I wrote down some pretty big things. And one of them was, I, want, I wrote down this, and I didn't say this to any single person in the church at all because I wanted it to be between God and I. But I wrote, I wanna do a full preach out of Wake in San Marcos in 2021. And I wrote that down. I need you guys to sit down. I have to get through my points in 11 minutes. Come on. But I wrote that down because there's power in dreaming. There's power in declaring things over your life every single day. And another one was, and what's more important is restoration within relationships with my family members. So restoration with relationships and my family members. And my dad's here on the second row today. And a lot of you... A lot of you may not know, he just went through a battle, almost lost his life, went into septic shock, was in the hospital for about two months or about 60 days, yeah, about two months, and just literally flew back in town four days ago. So look at God's timing. The fact that I'm even up here preaching tonight, I know God is restoring things. And I know we may not have always, I know we may not have always agreed on some things, and, and maybe I made some decisions that you didn't support, but the fact that you're here sitting on the second row tonight, I know God is restoring things and I love you and I'm so humbled and so blessed to have you as a father. Because I know the last, the last six years haven't been tough and, and there's been moments where I've dishonored you, but you're, you've always been there for me and you've always supported me. And even though if I didn't make some decisions that you approved, like going to college and doing this, you still support and, and see what God is doing in my life. So I'm thankful to have you as my dad and thankful for what you're doing in my life. But man, but going back to Joseph, that's a tough thing to do. I, I, I could probably sit on that all night. And, and I really believe too, God's actually restoring relationships for some people in here tonight. And, and I don't know if maybe you have, maybe you're a father and maybe your son's far away or maybe you're just going through a battle with someone. I actually want, I just feel Holy Spirit on this. If you need restoration in any relationships, I just want you to stand your feet real quick. And I'm just gonna say a 30 second prayer. And I really believe this is actually more important than any message I could share. The story of Joseph is amazing. 
But you guys getting restoration power tonight and God doing something in your life is far more important than anything I could preach. So right now, every single person that is standing, God, you see them. Father God, we thank you right now from every single person from my right center to my left. God, we thank you that tonight you're restoring things, that family members are coming back to you. Maybe there's been some dishonor in some relationships. Maybe there's been some difficult moments. God, I thank you that right now in this moment, you are changing it, that you are changing that direction. You are changing that trajectory that is going on in their life right now. So Father, I speak to those people that are specifically believing for those restoration relationships in those areas, in those families, that it is happening tonight, that you are a good, good father, that you want your children to walk in the way that you have called them to go. So Father, I thank you for what you're doing. I thank you for every single person, and we thank you for restoration in Jesus' mighty name. And what I love about Joseph as well is, hey, when you have a dream, the first steps to fulfilling your dream may not be what you expect. Like Joseph had this dream at 17, man, and it was like, if I was Joseph... Geez, having a dream of 17 of that magnitude, I'd be like, cool, it's happening when? Tomorrow, next week, maybe after we wait a month? He had to wait 13 years. And so maybe where is that in your life where God gave you a dream, but it may not happen right away? I'm gonna get into that in a little bit. But point number two I have is serve well. And I got seven minutes with you guys, so I'm gonna rush through this. Point number two, serve well. Genesis 39, two through five, it talks about the Lord was with Joseph. So he succeeded in everything he did as he served in the home of his Egyptian master. Potiphar noticed this and realized that the Lord was with Joseph, giving him success in everything he did. This pleased Potiphar, so he soon made Joseph his personal attendant. He put him in charge of the entire household and everything he owned. From that day, Joseph was put in charge of his master's household and property. The Lord began to bless Potiphar's household for Joseph's sake. All of his household affairs ran smoothly and his crops and livestock flourished. You see, when you serve well, blessings flow. When you serve well, blessings flow. And something that I noticed throughout that scripture was, was Potiphar noticed that there was actually something different about Joseph. There was something different. He noticed that the Lord was with him, but I was even thinking like, you can't really ever physically see that the Lord is with someone. There's not like a, a halo upon Dr. Matt's head right, or above Mike Finn, maybe there should be. But what I was thinking is the way Potiphar was actually able to notice that God was with Joseph is how Joseph lived his life. That he noticed that Joseph was someone that served well, that he was someone that went the extra mile. Potiphar, I'm sure, had several other slaves, but I'm sure those other slaves kind of just went through the motions, were just going with the flow. Joseph wasn't the type of guy to show up nine o'clock for his job and leave at five o'clock. He was someone that went the extra mile. He was someone always looking to add value into other people's lives. So where in our lives can we serve better? Where in our lives can we serve well? Serve well? How are we living? How are we living our life? Are people actually noticing that we are of, the, of God, of the Lord? Do they notice that we carry ourselves with the Christianity that God wants us to walk in with? And so I love that Joseph was able to serve well. And you know, Jesus is our greatest role model of this. It talks about Jesus came to serve and not to be served, but to give his life a ransom for many. And so if Jesus came to serve, what does that show us? The greatest guy to ever come to this world, man was perfect, died on the cross for my sins and your sins. 
He came to serve. And so for us, I really wanna encourage us, maybe we're people in here that are just sitting on these seats every Sunday and every Wednesday and not involved in a team or plugged in on a team. I wanna encourage you, don't just be a spectator, be a participator, help build the house of God. And as you build the house of God through serving, through serving well, adding value, you're actually gonna get things unlocked on the inside of you. Where for me, I never would have ever thought I would be up on a stage preaching or having the honor to speak with you guys. But through serving, through, through doing the internship, God showed me, man, I actually have a, a passion for ministry. I wanna help lead people, pastor people, all those different things. So don't be a participator, or be a participator, not a spectator. Jump on a team. We got several different teams here, and uh, I'm gonna be biased. If, you're on the, if you wanna come to be on the youth team, I know the guy. You can come be on my team. We'll get you plugged in. But point number three, as I come to a close and the, the worship team can come up, is perseverance. All throughout the story of Joseph, it talks about him persevering. It talks about him when he had this dream at 17. Man, he was thrown into a pit. He was sold to slaves. He was a slave. He was accused of rape and then was in prison interpreting dreams and they forgot about him. Like in that moment, I probably would have, I don't know how I would respond. I'd be like, man, God gave me a dream, but it feels like, man, things just keep coming up. Difficulty after difficulty, hardship after hardship. Like, God, you promised you're gonna do it. Why is it not happening? But God is actually calling us to persevere. And in Genesis 40, 23, it says, yet the chief butler did not remember Joseph, but forgot him, but he forgot him. We're in our lives maybe when we do something for someone and they forget about you. Maybe someone promises you that they're gonna elevate you or, or bless you with something or as simple as maybe even taking you out to lunch or taking you out to dinner or coffee and they forget about you. What are you gonna decide in that moment? We have one or two options to do. Either be like, you know what? I know where God has taken me. I know what God is doing in my life. I'm gonna continue to, to stick to the process. I'm gonna be about the journey. I'm gonna trust him. I'm gonna persevere. Or you can be like, man, I'm offended. They forgot about me again. They said they were gonna take me to coffee three weeks ago and then they promised me again and they keep letting me down and they keep forgetting about me. They keep forgetting that I wanna get promoted and never talk to me in the workplace. Like, what are you gonna do? Are you gonna forget on the dream and leave that at the wayside? Or are you gonna continue to persevere and trust God? And what I love that is obviously here in the story earlier, we know Joseph persevered. And so that was the end of chapter 40, but the beginning of chapter 41, it talks about, then it came to pass at the end of two full years that Pharaoh had a dream. And Pharaoh had this dream and he was sharing it with everybody and no one could interpret it. He was confused, it was irritating him, it was bugging him. And the same guy, that butler that forgot about him was like, oh, Pharaoh. I got a guy, I got a guy.com. I know someone that can interpret that dream. And he's like, okay, go get him, send him to me. Like, why are you waiting? You should have done this several days ago, several minutes ago. So they go and get Joseph and Joseph come and interprets the dream of Pharaoh. And we know the story, he interprets it well, the seven years of plenty, the seven years of famine. And Joseph is, is now at the right hand of Pharaoh. In those moments of people forgetting Joseph, if he didn't stay on the journey, if he didn't stay the course and trust God, I don't think he would have ever been at the right hand of Pharaoh. I don't think he would have ever 
then had that dream be fulfilled where his brothers 14 years later would bow down to him. And so I wanna share with us tonight, we gotta be people in here, men, women, children, high school students, junior high students, that persevere, that we don't let any hardships, any difficulties get in the way. You see from 17 to 30, from when God gave him that dream to 30 years old, 13 years go by, but he persevered. He didn't let anything keep him out. If we wanna reach our destiny, we are going to have to persevere. You see, God will test us in many ways, but the biggest test of all is time. Can we be faithful in those hardships? Can we be faithful in those moments? Can we be faithful in a pit? Can we be faithful when we're in slavery? Can we be faithful when we're in prison and people forget you? Can we be faithful when things don't go your way? I noticed that in my life personally, usually breakthrough and blessings are on the other side of me not giving up and not quitting. You see, I've noticed that people quit too early, that people give up on their dreams because they don't put it in a microwave and instantly see it on a platter. But God works through time. The greatest test of all is time. Can we be faithful with that dream? A personal story I have is, and I'll end with this, is 2019, I was a little bit discouraged. I was going through what I felt was a rock bottom in my life and I was 22 years old. I still got a lot of life to live, but I felt like it was my rock bottom. I was uh, at the time just disappointed with a lot of things in my life. I was uh, in a position, I was working for the church and I was working as a janitor, janitor in facilities and actually shout out to that team real quick because they don't get enough credit. They do so much stuff behind the scenes that we don't see. And we're able to come into the house of God every Sunday and every Wednesday because of them. So Daniel, Wyatt, anyone a part of that facilities team, shout out to you. But at that time I was employed by the church. I did the internship for two years. God asked to come on staff as a janitor working facilities. Was working that for two and a half years. And, and literally at the tail end of those two and a half years, I was just like, God, like I feel like I'm made for more and nothing against the janitor stuff or anything, but I'm like, God, you gave me this dream. You made me lay down college football and it was like a D2, D3 offer. It wasn't D1, but I didn't care. I just wanted to play at the next level. And I'm like, God, I don't understand. I'm doing all this. Why am I, I feel like I'm made for more. I don't see myself as a janitor. Like I wanna give up. I wanna quit. I'm discouraged. I'm not close with God. I felt distant from God. And in my biggest moment of discouragement and, and wanting to give up, I was like, I'm gonna choose to declare some things over myself. I'm gonna choose to not let how I feel take me out. And so real quick, I wanna end with this. And if you don't mind, I just wanna share this with you because 2019, it's 2021. So this was two years ago. I wrote, some, I wrote something down in my worst moment. And in this worst moment, I was gonna choose to declare these things because I believe there is power in believing, there's power in dreaming, there's power in watching what God can do when you believe something. So I wrote down, I am two of the most powerful words for what you put after them shapes your reality. And I wrote, God, I declare that through this season, I will focus on you. I won't look to the left or to the right. I will set my eyes on you, forgetting the things that are behind me and focusing on the now and the future. God, I pray that I won't let my past hold me back. I'll step into my calling and won't look back. I won't force things, but trust you and obey you and love all your children. 
God, I declare that I'm a warrior who doesn't get intimidated by bigger circumstances and giants that are in front of me. I'll crush them with the talents and skills that you have deposited on the inside of me. I will not fear, I will not be scared of the future, but embrace it and enjoy what lies ahead. God, I declare right now I'm a new man who hears, sees, feels, and experiences you in a new way. I am bold, courageous, confident, humble, awesome, attractive, faithful, honoring, servant, generous, funny, world-class. I declare, God, that my voice will impact millions. That's right, I said it right now. My voice will be made known all over the world because of my depth and relationship with you. Giving you all the honor and glory. God, I declare that you will keep my heart pure and ego and personal fame will not affect me. I'm coming into a season where my voice will matter and what I say touches and impacts lives around this world. Watch out world, Connor Jackson Dean Mead is just warming up and launching into this space like the world has never seen before. Come on. You see, I wrote that in my biggest obstacle, my biggest hurdle, my biggest thing that I wanted to give up I wanted to give up in what God had for me, but I chose to declare those things and I can stand up here confidently as a 24 year old man saying that every single thing, every single one of those things that I wrote down two years ago has come to pass. I've had the honor of being on a couple podcasts with Steve Weatherford and being his co-host on his podcast. And we have people in New Zealand and Kenya, Africa, reaching out and DMing me personally saying, thank you for sharing your story. Thanks for impacting my life. Thanks for being you. And so I say that to say, maybe there's some people in here that I think a lot on this perseverance is really speak to me. You're, you're on the verge of giving up. You're on the verge of quitting. You're on the verge of not wanting to see something through because you don't see God doing it right now. God's a God of process. He's a God of journey and he's a God that's gonna do things through time. But can we be faithful? Can we not give up? Can we persevere? So what I wanna do real quick my story is all about dreaming, Joseph, dreaming, serving well, being a delusional optimist, just believing for radical things to happen. Like I literally now write down audacious things on these cards because I actually believe what I write down can happen if I walk it out with God. But tonight I feel like there's some people in here that maybe need to have the courage to dream again. Maybe you're in here and you've tried dreaming and you just feel like you can't get with God. You feel like God's not giving you a vision for your life and it's difficult for you. And you need the courage to dream again. Or maybe you're someone in here that is literally on the verge of quitting and giving up. And what I wanna do is I just wanna have you stand up real quick and actually come to the front and I'm gonna pray for you. And I don't care if it's one person or the whole entire church. If you need God to come into your life and do a miracle, if you need the courage to dream again, just like Joseph had a dream, but he didn't give up on that dream. If you wanna come up to the front, I just wanna pray over you and I'm gonna pass it back to Pastor Samuel. But if that's you, just come up real quick. Come on, let's give it up for all these mighty men and women coming down. I need to conclude the service, but I just want to pray for you guys. And then Dr. Matter, Pastor Sam's going to come back up. And if there's anyone in here that needs to accept Jesus into your life tonight, 
Pastor Sam or Pastor Matt are gonna take you through that, that process. And it's just a simple thing of, hey, Jesus, I need you. And they're gonna lead you through that. But if you're here or down on the front, man, I believe God's got a great plan and a great future for each and every single one of you. And he has given some of you dreams and it's time to actually trust God with those things. It's be faithful through those hardships, be faithful through those difficulties and watch what God's gonna do. So I just wanna pray over you guys real quick. And if you're in the auditorium, just stand up and stretch out your hands to everyone that is up here. Father God, we thank you for every single person that is up here this, this evening. God, we thank you right now that dreams are being birthed, that people are gonna pursue you, that people are gonna see that you're a good, good father that wants an incredible plan and an incredible future for every single person up here. God, I thank you that miracles are flowing out of this church, that people up here are going to have the courage to dream again, that they're going to believe for the miraculous to happen. So Lord God, we thank you right now for that spirit of perseverance to come on the inside of every single one of these men and women that are up here tonight. God, I thank you that they're not going to give up, that there is blessing and breakthrough on their other side if they don't give up. God, they're going to be people that don't quit, and as they don't quit, they're going to watch you do the miraculous in their life. So, Father, we thank you for moving. We thank you that as they're stretching out their hands tonight, God, you're unlocking and unleashing something new on the inside of them. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.